TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Third and final hour, Fitzy and Hart on WEEI Saturday, talking some New England Patriots in action tomorrow, 1 o'clock, Game 9 of the 17-game season for 2023, hosting the Washington Commanders at 1 p.m. before, of course, they make way to Frankfurt to play a Spieltag at Woldenstadt next week, 9.30 kickoff. You're not going to want to miss that, just like you won't want to miss the Six Rings postgame show tomorrow immediately following Pat's Commanders. And we've got an early one next Sunday following Patriots v. Colts, a home game, or so it's considered for the Patriots over there in Germany. And we know that the Patriots will have a lot going on. They'll have Patriots Village, football town, all sorts of fun stuff over there. I saw Will Fork will be there, Ninkovich, of course, Sebastian Bulmer. That's his home turf. He'll be leading the Patriots party this week as well. So that should gussy things up a little bit next week, Andy, but... We were discussing the juicy rumor of the week, the whole crazy notion to some, uh, something semi-desirable or so it seems to others, of what if Bill Belichick were actually traded to another organization this offseason as there has been interest, or allegedly so, from another football team. just happens to be the team they're playing tomorrow, who with rich new ownership and deep pockets is looking to make a splash. Um Let's go back to the phones real quick. Who we got? Hey, listen, speaking of Braintree, victorious last night in the high school football on my fantastic hometown, Paul is in Braintree. What's up, Paul? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? How are you? Um, listen, if we're going to get a quarterback in the first couple of picks of the first round, I believe in bringing in a veteran, too. I think when these kids sit behind somebody, they tend to do better than if you throw them to the wolves. I don't care how good a kid is in college. It's a crapshoot. It's like throwing darts at a dartboard. So if you get a quarterback in the first three or four picks, bring in an older veteran who we can sit behind for a year and and learn. And who, I don't know. You know what I mean? I was going to say Kirk Cousins. Who knows if his career is over? But I don't believe in just drafting a quarterback and throwing him to the wolves unless he's really, really special. You I, know what I mean? I mean, even Mac Jones' class, Trevor Lawrence is good, but is he great? You know what I mean? So, you know, I think these kids should sit. You look at the great ones, most of them sat for, for a year or two. I love the idea. As, as for trade and Belichick. Uh, you know, I love the, as the, I love the idea. Thing, and are we both? Yep. It, it, you go. I go. Uh, I love the idea 
And I'd say Jimmy Garoppolo is the perfect candidate. He's damaged goods. He's going to be mm-hmm. done in Vegas with a new coach. And the yep. beauty of Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion, is you name him your starter, you keep the rookie as the backup, and naturally, somewhere along the way, Jimmy will get hurt because he always gets hurt. And then there's no, like, oh, should we put him in, should we not put him in? you got to put the rookie in, see if he can play. If he struggles, Jimmy comes back. If he doesn't struggle, you never see the other guy again. Sort of like Tyrod Taylor did um, in Los Angeles for Justin Herbert, and then Herbert came in and he never gave the job back because he's Justin Herbert. So and because I, I Tyrod love Taylor idea. got a giant needle in the lungs. Which was accidental. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or so we just were not saying any otherwise. Nope. Paul, what was your second point about Belichick? Paul's gone. Oh, ah, Paul. Paul. Oh, Paul. Good call, Paul. Better call, Paul. Uh, as far as Belichick goes, well. What would you trade him for, Fitzy? What is your minimum you could have to get? A one. Oh, you wouldn't trade. I'd trade him for less than a one. I'd trade him for a two, two and a three. Would you take him twos. for the two twos? Yeah, something like that. It'll be a decent two. You could then probably spin a bunch of twos and get up to a one or improve, yep. you know, a two and a one to upgrade a, a one. I think it would be worth, I mean, I think it'd be worth a one at this point. I mean, if that, if Sean Payton was a one and a three, a one and a two and send a three, uh, how is Bill Belichick not worth a one? Yeah, no, you I just, mean, there's a fair argument. The resume I would the argue. That's it. I would, if I'm Washington, I'd slide his birth certificate back at you and say, uh, "Dude could be dead in five years." I'm giving you a one. Um, so yeah, that but would he be brings Steve with him, and the next thing you know, it's like I'm going to groom Steve to be to take over for me. I'm going to, I'll come, I'll get the whole place gussied up, I'll fix Steve? it, we'll do a little gut. Steve Belichick? No, St- Steve DiFilippo of freaking uh, Davios, where they have a great Awaken 180 menu. Um, Steve Belichick, not- the the guy who can't. Um, is not comfortable addressing a team meeting, is going to become the head coach of the Washington Commanders and have to do press conferences and everything? Could you imagine? Could actually, you imagine? I, could. I actually could, because I don't know why he's uncomfortable. I think he does a decent job in his media hits that he has to do. Steve, um, I, think he's, yeah. I think he does an excellent job. At, I, 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 have no qualm or, I have no qualm. I have no quor, uh, faces. Qu- I, don't quibble, quor- I, could, I could do without the faces. Oh, the sideline faces, but the, yeah. the, but just think about the, the the gifts that keep on giving for the internet. He's he's meme tastic. That's actually the gifts that keep on. That's that's pretty good. I almost missed it. That's pretty good. Thanks. Every now and again, right? Every now and yeah. again. Very Tim's rarely, Chi- but yes. Oh, shut up, Tim's and <laughs> Tim's and Chicopee. Hi, Tim. Hey guys, love the show. Love the conversation. So, love you guys have um, brought the point up, right? What direction they go through? I'll make this very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Let's talk business really quick. When when organizations, I don't care if it's IBM, Oracle, or whatever, when they decide to make a shift, right, an organizational shift, they they totally clean house. Of course, there are people they want to keep around. So I'm going to go right back to that. Jonathan Kraft needs to take the team over because. You know, everything that Robert Kraft did, I'm thankful for it. I've been a Patriots fan since they had Carl Garrett, if you can believe that. <laughs> so, so they need to get, you know, Robert's kind of stuck in the past, and he's chained to Bill. They need to make the organizational uh, shift, have Jonathan run the team, and make it Bill Belichick's idea that he wants to leave. Then you can get to the trading part, right, about trading the coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that would be a one? I'd say yeah. Give me your one, Washington, and also uh, give me one of them good receivers. Okay, 
you know, or take a two and a, and a best receiver. But they have to make an organizational shift for their next 15 years. You know, relying on the past, the Patriots way, it all worked, but organizations change. And so has the league, right, where they're competing in. They need to do that first before they do, you know, the, uh, let's get a different coordinator. Uh, let's get some guys in free agent. That has to happen, like, right after the Super Bowl or preceding the Super Bowl that Robert Kraft says, hey, John is going to be running the team. And that'll give a heads up to Bill. And then when it comes, you know, a month later, they can make their moves. That's my idea. That's what I think they should do. Uh, and I'll listen to you guys. Thanks. Great show. Thanks for the call, Tim. Appreciate you. Love it. Andy, what do you think? Do you think Love if it. a transition to a full transition to Jonathan, Robert puts out like he did all of his press releases, took command of the spin cycle this past offseason with the season ticket member mailer and then the Tuesday night presser about we're going to get an offensive coordinator. We're holding on to Mayo. If he now comes out and says, it's been my pleasure, blah, blah, blah. You know, I was a fan first. Lovey, teary sort of letter. Jonathan, I'm going to still be here, but Jonathan's running the show. They could spin this. I mean, even though we all may know what was really at play behind the scenes, they could spin this in such a way that everyone comes out of it smelling like roses. The fans get feels like new ownership, even though it's not. There's a bold new direction and fresh steps for the organization in Foxborough. But Bill gets to go somewhere else, catch up with Shula, you know, get the record. His Patriots legacy is intact. I just, I you know, I want what's... Isn't the company line what's in the best interest of the football team? That potentially could be what's in the best interest for the football team. And, and I think the caller... Uh, this one, not the Washington football team. Yes, yes. That was literally called the football team. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. Because that would actually be great if Bill went there and they went back to that, and then he said, what's in the best interest of the football team? Oh, my would, God. They would, would sell... So awesome. why why we don't have marketing side gigs, I have no idea. I, that I would sell millions. Uh, but the flip side is I do like the idea of the transition of power in the Kraft family and maybe Bill seeing that as an opportunity to say, okay, they've gone in a different direction. Maybe it's time for me to go in a different direction. I, I It worked with Robert and I seeing eye to eye for years. New generation, it's time. I like that idea. I think it's a good PR spin um, for the whole situation. And then to get the draft pick and to move forward, I, I I think that's a good idea. I think it's a good plan. It's a good – I keep using the word exit strategy because my the, – the, the general idea for me is I don't see Bill Belichick running the Patriots next year in the same way he runs them now. I just have accepted that fact. I don't care about the contract extension or what – but I keep using the word exit strategy. How do, how does this play out? How do how do they? Uh, what was that um, Gwyneth Paltrow thing? Uh, conscious what? uncoupling or whatever. Yeah, conscious mm-hmm. uncoupling. That's how she and yeah. Chris Martin broke up. Yeah, I feel like this is this needs to be some sort of a conscious uncoupling where they yep. do it for the kids and they find the you know mm-hmm. amicable separation or go their separate ways. I don't know how that works, and the caller brings up a way that I think you could make it kind of work for everybody involved. Scott in Rhode Island, welcome to the show. How you doing, guys? How are you? Good. Here's what I, I, I've been thinking about. Nobody's more tied into the Patriots and knows more about, closer to Max than Zoe. Zolak said this week he's seen enough of this guy. There's nothing else to see. Make the change. Now, he's, a, he's on the broadcast, and he's saying it. What does that tell you? And as far as a coach... Give, get Vrabel in here. He'll kick ass and take names. He'll change the whole concept of this place. 
Now, listen, no one is more familiar. Thank you for the call, Scott. Appreciate that. Um, they There are more than just a couple of people that have seen enough of Mac Jones in New England. It's not just because we're spoiled and because we were Brady blessed and all this jazz and like, oh, you know, like, well, what happened to my Super Bowls and my duck boats? Like, if we never saw another Super Bowl in this life, we've had enough for multiple lifetimes. But it may just or organizationally, systematic, systemically, whatever it is, like it may just not be the, the right fit. He's fine when you surround him with enough talent. I just think now at this point, last season kind of broke him. This season's a mess. Like, again, in the best interest of the football team, all parties involved to kind of just move on at this point. And if that means we have to hit the depths next year, Andy, with a Garoppolo and insert first or second round quarterback draft pick reboot, okay. I mean, that would make a ton of sense. Maybe there's another better. You're not going to bring in Kirk Cousins and pay him $30 million as a bridge quarterback. That would be absurd. Uh, I think a lot of people want that change. And sometimes you can't just do it gently. I mean, you'd be so lucky as to be able to have a tale to tell and a way to go about it like has been suggested. Like, oh, Jonathan feels great. Robert gets his story told. Bill gets a hero's exit and goes to take on one final job and a new challenge for himself before he calls it a, a brilliant career. You know, that's I, th- I think that would work out splendidly for all parties. The Patriots have as many writers, media members, and other general managers, player personnel evaluators, and more will tell you they have a talent deficit. The only way you can make up for the talent is with writing checks and spending money, which they've tried to do recently, and in the draft, and it may just be nice to have a fresh set of eyes on that draft because this draft coming up is, like Andy and I probably will be tonight after 9 o'clock, loaded. <laughs> That's a guarantee. Um, <laughs> real quick, I've often been told I could argue with myself on the radio, so mm-hmm. hell, I'm going to argue with myself. I brought up the Garoppolo idea, but let me question my own idea. If Bill Belichick is traded or resigns or retires – does Jimmy Garoppolo still make sense? Because obviously he would make sense for Bill. They have this little love fest. Bill wanted him. Bill texts him, blah, blah, blah. But if Bill is gone, does Jimmy Garoppolo still make sense as the veteran in our little veteran rookie combo? Or might a new coach want a different veteran? Good point. And what veterans would be out there that you could trust right. to stabilize things? You know, would you would you go full Minshew maybe? But obviously you love the He's well, the Spike the man is doing a good job, but see, he makes sense out in Indianapolis because he's your Anthony Richardson insurance, and he's worked with the Spike man, and they seem to be doing pretty well out there. So, I need someone, Andy, for God's sakes. I need, I, you know, you're not going to bring back Brian Hoyer. Was who is it? Kyler Murray's going to cost a little too much to be a bridge starter as no, well, even though Clayton Toon is going to be getting the start apparently no, no. for Arizona this week. What Kyler Murray, not the guy, because I don't want the veteran ahead of my influential rookie or, or easily influenced rookie to be mm-hmm. a guy that his other team had to put in his contract that he had to actually watch film and study sometimes no no no, no. i want a, an actual professional veteran quarterback please same same 617-779-7937 joe andrew joe rob don't you guys go anywhere we are going to get to all of your calls in just a bit first we go to trend pay some bills then we're going to catch up for a few minutes with someone from pat's actual our pal mike Dusso from patriots.com Joins the program with a personnel and general mood update. But let's get to that sports news now. Terp, take it away. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. W-E-E-I. We are right back to Fitzy and Hart. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is someone who is famous, not just for his Patriots takes, rabid fandom and devotion to the Foxborough football squad, but also his Betty Davis eyes. It's the one and only Mike Dusso. An old pal of the program here. <laughs> What's up, guy? Oh, not much. I uh, I appreciate the kind words. I was uh, I was thinking of the Eddie Murphy sketch, you know, back in the when when Eddie was Buckwheat Sings was my favorite uh, Betty Davis Eyes reference. Prior to yours, of course. Ah, prior to that one, of course. Yes, uh, we've all got we've all got a great Betty Davis Eyes reference tucked up our sleeve or lack thereof. Uh, Mike, I know you're getting ready to head over to Germany this week for some Patriots.com. Video action, coverage, blogging, and so much more. It may not be quite as exciting as we thought it would be a few months ago when the game and the trip and the entire German uh, expedition was announced. Tomorrow morning's game should be a pretty exciting one, uh, and I'm sure everyone's going to love to wake up in football with uh, Chiefs versus the Dolphins. Uh, what do you? We've been sort of batting around two big topics here, Pat's wise. Number one, what's the Patriots fan watching for? tomorrow and the remainder of the season sitting at two and six with a tough schedule a couple of winnable games ahead of them but obviously a schedule that could be playoff prohibitive the rest of the way and number two of course the juicy rumor that mike florio trotted out earlier this week that involves the two participants on the field tomorrow let's start with um what what are your eyes as someone who has to talk write, and live patriots every day what are your eyes focused on tomorrow and the remainder of the season yeah, I mean, I think it's the you know the young guys and seeing the young guys start to step up and and make plays. I mean, Keon White last week, I thought he you know popped a little bit. Great seeing Barmore, you know, starting to come on a little bit. I love to see more out of Marte Mapu. I feel like he kind of continues to be stuck in that. Is he a safety? Is he a linebacker? How's he going to fit in? Um, you know, and, and and I'd also throw the interior offensive lineman too, uh, Mafi and So, and you know, seeing those guys hopefully continuing. Um, to make some strides so that you know that's kind of where we're at uh, right now but uh, just watching to see the young guys and, and hopefully seeing some of those guys really start to grow and and you know we know Gonzalez what he looks like he's going to be when he comes back so hopefully you got some some pieces emerge here down the stretch and and you start to get excited about some of those new guys uh, Deuce as we start to answer some like big picture long-term questions and building block questions can you say the same thing about 
um, some of these expiring contract players. Maybe you learn about the true character of a guy like Duggar, or you mentioned Barmore even, if you wanted to go to him early yeah. and maybe do a deal. or Because yep. I feel like this team needs to, not just young, they need to have some building blocks to move forward because yeah. I don't know where the foundation of the talent is moving forward. And a guy like Duggar, if he balls out for the next yeah. month, maybe you give him bonus points and say, you know what? I do need to find a way to keep that guy on the roster. Yeah, it's such a huge thing for me. You know, it's, it's you need that, like, chart that course forward. Who are the guys we're going to build around? And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, I think you've got three big pieces to kind of look at that are, you know, with Uche and Duggar and Amenu. And, you know, and as you mentioned, Duggar, I mean, great to see him starting to step up. Uh, you know, and, and I don't think any of those three players are particularly perfect. And, you know, oh, my God, what, what would happen if they if they couldn't get Kyle Duggar back? I mean, uh, but I just think at some point, you know, you need to start to say, here are guys who know they might not be perfect players, but they're guys who bring an edge. There are guys who, uh, you know, are, are players that are starting to make plays for us and, and guys that we want to, you know, build around going forward, despite maybe any, any warts that, that might not get resolved here at, at the end of the season. So it's, uh, it's a tough thing. I know, you know, Zach Cox had a tweet this week kind of just, you know, mentioning the lack of guys that have gotten second contracts here. And I think that's really, for me, just a huge part of where they're at is, you know, they just haven't been able to hit on enough of those draft picks. And, and when they have hit on some of them, they've, they've either, you know, let them go or we've seen some of them kind of regress a little bit. So they're in a little bit of a tight spot right now, but, but I agree big for those, those guys. And when you, I mean, he's showing his value, but right guard and right tackle. So uh, we'll see how it all plays out here. Hopefully Uche can get back soon and, and start to do the same. Maybe one of those new faces of the Foxborough football franchise, Mike, will be defensive tackle Jeremiah Farms Jr., who I saw just a few <laughs> minutes ago, was signed to the active roster. It's a two-year deal. He fills in the open roster spot after Calvin Anderson was placed on injured reserve. Um, the 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 offensive line hasn't been as bad. Like last last week, they gave up three sacks. <laughs> It's like a review of Fitzy and Hart. Fitzy and Hart hasn't been as bad of late. <laughs> hasn't been that bad. Uh, I mean, we've seen, we're, tomorrow a quarterback comes in who's behind a historically bad offensive line. Like Sam Howell yeah. might get sacked 90 times this year if things keep up. And I know nine of those sacks came in one game. That was pretty remarkable to say the least. But uh, the <laughs> offensive line has been uh, a little better-ish, if you will. But at the same time, uh, when you free agent... It, it to be Trent Brown, free agent to be Calvin Anderson, probably not going to be back next year. Connor McDermott, come on now. I mean, they got uh, David Andrews. I guess he's signed through next year, but like you know, he's been around like for a decade now. And Mafia and so like, there's not a lot. Like, there's not. A, there, I don't think there's a tackle signed through next year. Like, it's kind of a. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't know where they even go on the offensive line. Let alone like you said, locking up some of these guys for the long ter- for the long term. And showing the fans, like, these are the guys we're going to go to battle with. Here are some of the pillars and the building blocks we have. Like, so many unanswered yeah. questions with only half a season to go. Huge questions. I mean, you know, you got to mention the, the offseason signings they made at tackle. Connor McDermott, Riley Reef, Calvin Anderson. I mean, you know, Anderson, God, I don't know what he's dealing with. Second time on IR with a sickness. You know, yeah. Bill said it was not related. So, you know, not sure exactly what's going on with him. But, you know, those moves that they made, which I, I think even at the time, none of us were, you know, blown away by them, but they've panned out even you know, worse than you, call, you, know, you probably would have wished for with, with all the injury issues they've had. So you're right. And that's why, you know, I mentioned seeing so continue to develop. I think he's looked pretty good at, at right guard. And, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know what Jake Andrews is doing. I mean, we haven't really seen much of him, but he is, 
you know, seems like a backup center right now and, and could be, you know, the guy behind David Andrews. But huge questions at the tackle position this offseason, huge questions at the tight end position. Uh, nobody's coming back. You know, just to quickly go back to what your first question was, you know, like, did the Farrell Brown get an extension? You, you've got no tight ends. You know he'd be affordable. He's both played okay. Um, or, you know, on the flip side, Anthony Jennings, too. I, I should probably mention him, who I think is, you know, another one of those young guys who's take advantage of, of some of their chances. Mike, I'm going to do something to you that I used to hate when uh, radio people did it to me when I worked at Patriots.com. Uh, you're in the building, so you know as well as anyone. Um, we're talking a lot about this roster and how bad it is and, and looking for building. Who do we blame right now? Is it still 100% Bill Belichick, or does Matt Groh get blamed for, quote, spending the money the last couple of years? What is hmm. the... Uh, collaborative on the personnel department because even last week Bill said no nobody could do both those jobs and I I don't a coaching's hard <laughs> enough like who do I blame yeah. for the roster I, I mean I, I it has to start with Bill right I mean he's the one you know if it doesn't work blame me and I mean he's he's the one at the top I mean I think at the end of the day he's the one you know making those decisions and you know to go back and try to like you know oh this was more of like a Nick Casario pick or this seems like the Matt Groh pick you know, it's hard to really divvy up what was what. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I think the easiest, you know, target is Bill because he's the he's the head guy. But, I, you know, I just – I think we've got the last couple of years just in terms of when we've had new personnel department moving in, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of the tale of two drafts right now between – you know, 2021 where in 2022 where they, they looked, you know, okay at first. There were some pieces. But, you know, I think last year's draft, 2022, looks really rough right now in hindsight. But you've got that 2023 draft, which I think, you know, generally I feel, you know, pretty positive about with the number of guys that have come in and been able to contribute. The specialists have been coming on a little bit. So, you know, I think last year's draft was pretty good. So it's, it's tough. These last three drafts have kind of have, have been tough to evaluate. But that 2022 draft right now, especially, you know, Thornton popping up again with another injury on Friday, he's been, you know, disappointing. They're trying to get Cole Strange around. He's off the injury report. They're still rotating those rookies in as well. So, you know, what's going on there? Um, there's, there's, there's definitely just a lot of questions. So hard to divvy up that blame, but, but I say it all starts and, and, and ends with Bill. Mike Dussault, you can give him a follow at Mike Dussault 19 on the tweet machine, joins us here on the Harbor One Hotline. And, of course, he can be heard Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from 12 to 2 on Patriots Unfiltered. Mike, so we heard from Coach Belichick. Speaking of the guys we need to look at this week, um, some of the potential players who are going to get an opportunity now that there have been some injuries and Mac Jones has a, uh, shall we say, uh, surprise wide receiving core that's now without Kendrick Bourne. That's a bummer. He got hurt. Devontae Parker out again with a concussion. Um, The word was that Kayshawn Booty had his best week of practice. Did you get a chance to see that at all? Any good word on how he looks now? Um, It's crazy to think the dude makes a couple catches in the first week against the Eagles, and it's like, hey, they may have struck gold with this kid. Oh, he didn't get his foot, the other foot down? All right, let's bench him for a month and a half. <laughs> I mean, my, my thing with Booty, though, is just that week one, Parker was hurt. They just they needed somebody to jump in and play that outside receiver role. And I, I think he was kind of miscast in that. And I, I, I just never really bought into, the, like, he's paying this long-term price because he didn't get both feet down. Like, I just think he was kind of – they were in a bind. They threw him in the mix. He did okay. You know, he had a couple flashes. He had a couple mistakes. But – um, you know, I, I, it's, it's probably what, not what anybody wants to hear, but I feel like, you know, as much as I want Booty to get a chance, and, and I'm sure he probably will based on what Bill said this week, is I think it's like Juju Smith-Schuster time. Like, you know, you paid this guy a bunch of money. 
You brought him in as kind of like the big addition to the offense. Uh, he has not, you know, really made an impression yet overall. I mean, he did get to get that first touchdown last week and kind of mop up time. But I just think with the injuries they've got, with Bourne going out, what Juju theoretically is supposed to be able to do, which is, you know, a little bit inside, a little bit outside. He's got some size and, and you know, we thought a little bit of burst. So hopefully some, that concussion maybe hopefully, you know, is all he's fine now and he's maybe had a chance to get his knee healthy as well. So I just I kind of feel this week like it's, all right, Juju, we really kind of need you this week. Can you step up and give us anything? And, and if not, I think all eyes are going to be probably turned into booty because it seems like it, if Thornton's going to be limited as well. So uh, not a lot of depth at wide receiver going into the tomorrow's game. Nope. Deuce, uh, I don't know if you heard, I opened up a football-themed restaurant, and there are only two items on the menu. So I'm going to ask you, what are you ordering? Patriots go, right. se- Patriots go seven and two over the next nine games to finish nine and eight, but are eliminated on the final weekend from postseason. Do not make the playoffs at nine uh, or no, whatever the record is. You know, they they get eliminated at the nah. end of the season, um, or they never win another game and they have one of the top two picks in next April's draft. Oh boy, that's I I, I got to go with the first one as unluckily as I think it is. I, I, I it's it's hard for me not to see them getting at least a couple of these games here over the next stretches as you know inconsistent as they've been. Um, so I I mean I love the extreme extremeness of the question, but I I do think they're going to get a couple more. I think you might be asking a little bit too much of all right. They're only going to lose to Kansas City and Buffalo. I assume is, is probably what you were getting at with that one, but yeah. Um, you know, I, I'd love to see some progress, though, and, and we saw a little bit of signs, I think, against Buffalo, and you know, those kind of evaporated last week in Miami, unfortunately, just against the Dolphins team that seems to own them right now. So um, I, they're going to pull out a couple wins. I, I think they can pull out tomorrow's. I think it's going to come down to just interceptions. I think they need to force mistakes off of Howell. They need to take the ball away. They haven't done it on defense this year, and you know, I, I think if they can't do that, then they, they could definitely be in a game that's going um, to be really tough for them. But which option would you prefer? Not what you think is more likely. Which would you prefer? Oh, I can't do it. I can't say I want to go winless the rest of the way. It's I, Thanksgiving I, season. Thanksgiving week. is a problem. <laughs> plate. There's plenty of stuffing and potatoes for everyone at the Thanksgiving. <laughs> Feel free to use that one this week must... and have Perillo roll his eyes when he goes. Did Andy uh, Hart give you that? We're not tanking. We just suck. <laughs> No, I, 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 I still hold out hope that all of a sudden it's, it's all going to click. I, I, I'm just kidding. I don't know if I do, but, uh, but, I, but I think I do. So that's good enough. <laughs> you are just the same kind of lunatic I am, and it's a miserable spot to be in, but I love you for it, Deuce. By the way, we appreciate uh, you taking a little time out on a Saturday. It is the last Saturday before you make your way to Germany this week. We're looking forward to your videos, the coverage, and whatever else you can bring us from uh, Germany. However, does this, does this little hit get in the way of you having to do some college football scouting because you're going to have to turn more to who can the Patriots look to next year as opposed to who's coming up and what would our playoff seating be? No, I, well, I just got finished watching the Dartmouth playoff game last night, you know, just uh, so trying to support Andy there uh, and break it down their, their run to the state title. Uh, I'm mixing that in with my uh, with watching Holy Cross Lehigh. So, no, I haven't gotten there just yet, at least at the FBS level. Um, but, but yeah, watching watching Holy Cross, they're, they're hanging in there against a tough Lehigh team. <laughs> the Holy Cross QB, my son actually went to their game a couple weeks ago when he broke, I think, yeah. like some record 300 and something yards rushing. Yep, Matthew Sluka, and he's, he's been out the last couple of games because he's been hurt, but he might be the best player 
uh, in FCS. Uh, you know, the Holy Cross went all the way to the, I think, the quarterfinals last year. They ran into, yeah. you know, the North Dakota State, South Dakota State. But, um, but yeah, they got, he's really good. I hope he gets healthy, uh, here for the last couple of games. So Matthew Suka, um, you know, maybe a chance, maybe a chance for him to, to make the jump to the next level next year. Deuce, another one of my quick ones before we let you go, uh, where I ask you a, a difficult question. <laughs> An impossible question? No, but yeah. would, would you rather... Randy's quickies, it's a new segment. No one will yeah. sponsor it. Uh, no one will sponsor it. It's, <laughs> it is what it is. It's sponsored by me, myself, and I. But would you rather... So we have two scenarios that Fitzy and I have bandied about on the Six Rings pod of like best-case scenarios, what could happen, turnaround mm-hmm. quick. One is you draft a quarterback with your first pick. Maybe you're picking five, yep. maybe you're ten, whatever. You get one of the quarterbacks up yeah. top. Or Fitzy's version, you somehow get Marvin Harrison Jr. and then draft a quarterback early in the second round, mm. and you kind of do the Ladanian Tomlinson Drew Brees things with the Chargers two decades yeah. ago. Which would you prefer? Yeah, you know, I, I, I maybe it's surprising. I mean, I, I think if you can't get the top two, I mean, if you can't get Williams or May, I, I, I'm, you know, my my interest fades a little bit. But I, it's so hard not to say. I think Marvin Harrison, I, I'd probably go Fitzy's route just because I think you, I mean, I, I know this probably might be a controversial take, but like, I just, I feel like you spent a first round pick on Mac Jones two years ago. And like, I know he struggled to really turn the corner, but I feel like if you're able to get that weapon that you know is going to come in and give you at least a piece in place, then have to reach on maybe one of not like one of the top two quarterbacks. Like we're looking at, Oh, they're going to get the third or the fourth or the fifth quarterback, you know, like if they can't get one of those top two guys. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, right now I'm at the point where it's almost I look at it a little bit like what Atlanta's doing, and they're kind of putting pieces into place, and do they have the quarterback? Mm, not yet, um, but you get the feeling that that's the kind of place where if they can kind of hit gold maybe with one of those random quarterbacks that sometimes works out, um, I don't think it's going to be Ritter, but you know that, that's where I'm at right now, but it's, it's a great debate, and it probably goes back to if they could go winless and you felt like, all right, well, if they really could go winless and get Caleb Williams and then you just know you have the guy – and maybe we'll have a couple rough year or two, but you really believe in him as, as a quarterback. I mean, I think we've all kind of realized over the last few years what an important position that is on and off the field. So um, it's it's all the push and the pull right now of being two and six and draft picks and and all the stuff that that comes with it. It's uh it's it's fun. It makes for good fodder. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and we're gonna need a lot of these argumentative topics and good fodder to carry us through the rest of the Foxborough football season and the off season. Mike, I like the idea. You give me Marvin Harrison Jr. and then I'll take a flyer and see if I could develop Bo Nix, Captain America, uh, JJ McCarthy, one of these guys that could be available at the end of the first round, early second round. That's just what I'm thinking. But uh, I guess we. We'll see. All right. Uh, safe travels, my guy. Uh, it's an odd spot to find ourselves in. Look, we're always trying to play chin up, smile, have a laugh about it, do the best we can. Brighter days are ahead. Nobody had it better, blah, blah, blah. But uh, make sure you uh, send us home some good content from Germany. Safe travels. Have a great time. We'll look forward to reading you and watching you over there, Mike. And uh, we'll catch up with you soon, my guy. Yeah, thanks, guys. Guten Tag. We'll see you, see you next time. <laughs> Mike Russo from Patriots.com, our buddy, the man who succeeded or rather ascended to the position of Andy Hart when he joined WEI, taking a few minutes, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. Andy, we got time to squeeze in one quick call before we go to break and then wrap up the program. Uh, let's see. Uh, you want to go to Randolph, Virginia, or Plymouth? Uh, Virginia. It's for lovers. It's for lovers. All right. I'm a lover. <laughs> Joe down in West Virginia. What's shaking? I got uh, really enjoying the show. I like you know. I got. I'm. I work in Maryland, even though I'm in West Virginia. So 
I, I got a six pack riding on the Pats tomorrow against the Commanders because I got a Ooh, Commanders nice. fan there. So I'm rooting nice. for the Pats for sure. I just got to say real quick because you guys are impressed. I suppose the sadistic side of me is like enjoying the Bill Belichick post game presser. It's like he comes in there like lobster red because he is like so pissed off. You know, he's just ready to explode. Goes up to the podium, rips a mic, a live microphone right out of its stanchion to send a reverb through the press room, so off all four corners of the wall to irk everybody. But I, I got to say this: like the guy is like just ready for a straight jacket because he just, I you know, it's it's time. It's really, I mean, it, it finally comes to a merciful end. If you know, someone will ask him a question and he gives it that five second. That's there of Bill Belichick. Like, how dare you ask the greatest coach of all time this kind of question? But I'll tell you, I've always taken the player over the coach. I've never seen a game one on the sideline. You're going to cross the goal line. Hey, Andy, I loved your uh, – there was no joy in Mudville. It's Mighty Casey struck out article. It was great. Hey, oh, enjoy the you. part. I always enjoy the six-ring post-game show. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much. We appreciate that call. West Virginia checking in here. I love the fact that we – the Pats Nation and – the Six Rings action here. Fitzy and Hart extends well beyond uh, 128, 93, 95, and 495. We appreciate you guys very much. Got a couple more of your calls this weekend. We'll also give you our final thoughts on all things Patriots, Red Sox, Bruins, Celtics, and just maybe one little interesting college football tidbit that will be a uh, massive talker for times to come. And no, I'm not just talking about the legend of Con- Connor Stallions in Michigan. It's Fitzy and Hart wrapping things up here in a moment. Don't go anywhere. Now, we're right back to it. Bitsy and Hart on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Just a couple minutes left here, Andy, on the program. An excellent Saturday, 12 to 3, three-hour power hour edition of the Fitzy and Hart program. Most of it will be available, of course, at WEEI.com, on the Six Rings and Football Things podcast feed, and via the Odyssey app, should you have missed any of it, our thanks to Mike Dussault of Patriots.com, and of course, Rob Bradford, who joined us for an excellent Red Sox spot in the first hour of the program. You can give him a follow at Bradfo Show or check out the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast, which, if I'm not mistaken, can soon be renamed Let's Get Spicy, Let's Go. All right, Andy, yes. so let's get spicy. Sponsored and by Imodium. <laughs> let's get spicy and let's go back to the phones and clean things up real quick. Andrew is down in Plymouth. How are you, Andrew? Hey, how are we doing? Um, the whole conversation about is it Belichick or is it Kraft that doesn't want to spend is pretty simple. It's Kraft. Kraft does not want to spend, and here is why. Uh, John Henry, Heimblum, Hein top payroll. John Henry did not spend less money. He went off. He bought other teams. He spent money on his own. Like, Patriots Place is a venue now. It is something that makes money 365 days a year. Jo- uh, Bob Kraft, this year, said we are going to do free parking for everybody that attends Patriots Place uh, for the football games. Why did he do that? Because he wants to starve out everybody else around for parking and buy more property. He can't build any more on the property that he has. He's also spending money on the lighthouse. He's spending money on video uh, boards. He is not spending money on any talent for the team. We go down on receivers. Trade deadline comes. We do not buy another uh, receiver trade anything. Why? Because you want less people in the stadium, stab out the pocket lots around, buy the properties, build a bigger Patriots place. That's my thoughts. Okay. 
Andy? Yeah, I don't necessarily agree. I think low-hanging fruit is this yeah. they don't spend thing, and then that Robert's the one who doesn't spend if you believe they don't spend. I think this has been an argument forever. I mean, I can remember Keyshawn Johnson when he was still playing. I could go to play for the Patriots for five bucks. Like it forever, the Patriots haven't spent money. That has been the mo of the Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft Patriots. Mm-hmm. They just don't That's spend. An, it seems like a lazy, almost like at this point, trope to go fall back on. I think so. I mean, we're two years removed from them spending as much money as anybody, like almost in the history of football. Like mm-hmm. they were one of like was it top five something like that yeah. that off season. The uncharacteristically and, aggressive shopping spree, yeah. Right. And now we, we talk about, oh, they didn't spend any cash. Well, some of that is true this year. They'll spend a boatload of cash next spring, so that number will change dramatically, any of those averages or however you want to do it. And they're still paying guys from previous years on the cap. There's dead money. Jonu Smith is not getting cash this year, but he still counts for $13 million on the books. And Devin McCourty and some of that dead money. So. Mm-hmm. Anytime you get into the weeds of the NFL salary cap and spending and cash versus cap, it's a it's a layered debate. But I think Bill Belichick is the one like he spent money on Juju Smith Schuster. It was bad money. It was money poorly spent. He believes, I think, just Nelson Aguilar, Juju Parker. I think he would rather have three ten million dollar receivers than one $20 million or $25 million receiver like Devontae Adams. I think he is the one who has a frugal, um, I don't even know what you'd want to call it, view of building a roster that I think is a little dated. I think stars win in the NFL now, and Mm -hmm. I think Bill is hesitant to pay for stars, and he's overpaid for some guys who aren't stars. Like, I like Hunter Henry. You can argue he's overpaid, that you don't get a true return on Mm -hmm. investment. For Hunter There's a Henry. bunch of guys that are on this team from the shopping spree a few years yep. ago that were overpaid. They paid beyond market value to secure their services right. because they had to make up for the talent deficit of some bad drafts in the 2010s. So That's they're willing there to it. They're willing to overspend on mid-level contracts and mid-level talent. They're not willing to overspend on high-end talent. And you can debate whether that works, doesn't work, dated, like that's a different level. But it's part of their philosophy, and I think it's one where both Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick kind of agree on it because they've found success doing it for 20-something years. Mm-hmm. Caveat, asterisk, with Tom Brady. I know i got to say that at the end of every time you talk about anything for 25 years. Dan in Rhode Island. Hello, Dan. So actually Maui today, so you can say the show oh. goes all the way to Maui. Whoa, how about that? Dan from Cranston. Brag. A, a little Maui wowie. How about that? There we go. What's up, buddy? Uh, I can tell you Sundays here are different. Your sports life is different altogether, but watching football at, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning or something is something that really you have to get used to. But you still get the whole day when the day is over, so it's good, but it doesn't last a lot. So, hey, I just wanted to um, say I'm going the salary cap thing. I won't go, like, as deep, but here's the problem, and these are real numbers that I have a problem with, is that, so every year, every team gets a thing about from the TV money deal, right? Uh-huh. Yep. And wasn't it roughly like three hundred twelve million or something this year? Is that it's about a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. Something I don't know exactly, but it covers yeah. your cap costs. Exactly, and so in, in essence, Bob Kraft isn't putting a dime of his own money. It is his money, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And how you spend it is a different thing. But one of the things about you just talking about the this spree from a couple years ago. It can't be calculated until it's complete. Yeah, but they spent like two hundred fifty million in contracts. How much of that was actual cash? 
Not nearly okay, that amount. Probably about a right? half of it. Yeah, probably yeah. about a half. Yeah, so that's my, which is kind of my point. So let's say you spend $125 million. Now, we can, I know how you spend it. You got to draft well and everything. But the fundamental change is that, and you just said it, Andy, you have to spend a lot of real money to get real stars. And, you know, whoever it is moving forward, probably this job doesn't become a really good job until they can are convinced that ownership is going to want to spend. Because if you can't bring in stars, it's never going to go anywhere, no matter who the coach is, who the GM is. Even if you draft really well, you've still got to pay these people down the road. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. it, they just yep. don't do it. Like Christian Gonzalez in four years is going to be $25, 30000000 million a year if he's, he's a stud. If he's good, you they'll think pay, they're him. Gonna pay him. I don't know. Yeah. If he's I would good, hope they'll so, pay him. They paid and McCourty, you know they I, paid Hightower, they paid Seymour, they paid yep. Mankins, they paid Will Fork. If you're good, they pay you. At, yeah, if you're good, they pay you as they should pay you as well. Dan, thanks for the call. Enjoy your time in Hawaii. We appreciate you connecting with us uh, on the Odyssey app and any which way that you can be a part of the Fitzy and Hart radio show. Um, I think that'll be one of the many, 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 many things to keep an eye on if and when Belichick does leave. And obviously someone else potentially like Jonathan could be running the show. Would they then go for more high tier talent? Would they spend at the top of the class and not just spend a lot of money spread out over, like you said, Andy, the middle class and upper middle class? Would they shoot for the top dollar guys? One of the things to keep an eye on in the offseason, but in the interim, we've got nine more games to go. What are we watching for? Who's willing to break out? Who wants to prove they belong? Make sure you give us a follow. It's at Jumbo Heart, at Fitzy GFY, and, of course, our beat guy, Mike Cadlick. Everyone's going to be joining the Six Rings postgame party tomorrow right after Commanders at Patriots. So please enjoy the rest of your sports day, everybody, and thanks so much for letting us be a part of your Saturday afternoon. Good day, God bless, and as always, go Pats. WEI, WEI, New England Sports Original. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.